you know, if I put a wish list down for a video game, like if I was, if I had the ability to make my own game and I was going to write a wish list and say, these are all things I want in it, Cyberpunk is exactly <laughs> the game I would be making. I don't want to be a bodybuilder, but yeah, I want to be a ninja, but like a ninja with flipping machine guns instead of swords. Hey, you're listening to the Two Downs One Lad podcast, where we talk all things gaming, as well as some of the challenges of being a gamer while still trying to deal with the day-to-day responsibilities of adult life. In this episode, it was just me and Cal, and we were geeking out over the recent cyberpunk Night City Wire trailer that was released, showing off some new gameplay footage, and we were talking about our impressions of the game, some of the things that we're most excited about, and really just diving into the trailer in more detail. So stick around and enjoy the episode. Hey guys, we are back for episode eight of the Two Dads, One Lad podcast, even though today it's only one dad, one lad. Um, Andy's unfortunately not going to be joining us today, but me and Cal are super excited to talk about our cyberpunk thoughts and impressions from the recent event they did. What was it called? Night City Wire. Night City Wire, yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Cal, tell me, what do you think? before I go off and ramble for hours. Mate, I'm just so hyped for it. Like, yeah. it's, I, it is everything that I've, you know, if I put a wish list down for a video game, like if I was, if I had the ability to make my own game and I was going to write a wish list and say, these are all the things I want in it. Cyberpunk is exactly <laughs> the game I would be making, yeah. um, which is why I don't care for the, you know, any delays they've done. I honestly don't care. And the fact that it's taken so long, that's perfectly fine. You're making, mm. you know, what hopefully will be a masterpiece obviously we don't know we haven't played it but you know the the hype is so real for it and from what we've seen it just looks so good that i'm just happy that they're they're plugging along with it um and 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 now especially people from the media have been able to play the first four hours of it and hearing their impressions of it and you know across the board i'm I'm only hearing good things that's Mm. yeah it's keeping me really really excited really for the end of the year yeah definitely and even though I said, like, you know, I was super pissed off about it being delayed in the last one, whilst, it, you know, it's my, my initial reaction is like just anger because I am so looking forward to it. But at the same time, like, I, I, I do also feel exactly the same. Like, I'm so grateful that they're actually not kind of crumbling under the pressure of, mm. you know, media and, and the game, you know, the, the, the gamers ultimately um they're they're just making the best possible game they can make which is good like yeah totally on board with that um yeah i I, i'm just yeah like it's the same for me really like you know if i could kind of pick a wish list of all the elements in a game it just ticks all of the boxes like one of the one of the biggest things for me that i'm most looking forward to about it is just how how um realized the world looks and how alive it it looked i I say feels but i can't really say that because i've never played it but it was so nice like when i was listening to some of the like you say the previews um Mm -hmm. the 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 the, for people that played it when when they said like oh the most striking thing about it is how like alive the world feels i was just like yes this is what i want because it just looks like somewhere you can just get lost in and just you know go and stare at like a wall just to like admire the details <laughs> and yeah you know like all the things that go into it like even adverts and stuff mm. right like it's, it's one of the things with like 
almost like Rockstar, like Rockstar have a similar approach in their games where they just have this insane level of detail whereby most casual gamers probably wouldn't pay much attention but i just geek out over things like that i can just like look at these posters on the wall and be like oh my god they've actually like done this or they've done that or uh, yeah just super excites me yeah i mean i heard that there's even when you get like elevators which traditionally hide those um loading screen yeah. um, there are you know there are screens on the wall displaying adverts and there's like things for you to mm. watch and you know that kind of level of detail where it's easy just to put an elevator in just to hide something and again yeah, yeah i think probably that the casual gamer would just kind of glance at it and go that's there but we understand that this really is like a loading screen mm. and um and as a result they, they've put all this extra stuff into it and it's just yeah it's pretty mind-blowing isn't it really when you think about yeah. the, the technical levels that they've gone to it's like um, it, it reminded me, like again, like coming back to like how Rockstar do things. Like one of the things I noticed playing Red Dead is it's kind of mind blowing when you know the, the amount of random events that happen in the world. They some some games they have random events, but they they don't make sense. They're not really contextual. It's like this is just really weird yeah. it, it just feels like it's just some random thing they've chucked in like an afterthought mm. whereas in in you know in in red dead like you know there was a, a random bit where there was just a guy like fishing on a lake and then this guy is like telling a story about how he was fishing there because his wife had just left him and like th- there are just so many random stories mm-hmm. that you just you know would never have come across before whereas in other games there might be a guy fishing at a lake but he would just be a guy fishing at a lake do you know what i mean there'd yeah. be no story behind it there'd be no dialogue whereas yeah. and, and even in the witcher like when you think about cd project red's last pro, um last game like even the witcher 3 it, it was the same thing where like you could stumble across anything anywhere in the middle of a field where most people probably don't go and there will be something there some story in it's mm-hmm. just the amount of love and care they put into it by getting people to actually record lines of dialogue and sometimes hours, right? It's like a yeah. whole other story unto itself. For something most... that loads of people may never even yeah. experience. Yeah. yeah. And and most developers just don't do that because they think our oh, people aren't going to, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll put a random NPC there, but we're not going to record lines of dialogue because no one's going to see him. Like that's mm-hmm. what I feel like most developers do. Whereas, you know, when you've got people like CD Projekt Red and Rockstar, they just, they, like, they obsess over the details. And I love that because it adds so much to just making that world feel alive and making you want to explore as well. Because you're like, what cool stuff will Mm. happen if I just, like, walk down this alleyway or go here or go there? Yeah. I think it was really, um, it was really cool this week as well, where we saw the, um, like the Badlands outside the city. Yeah, I yeah, got quite yeah. excited by that because it's to see that kind of whole different biome that exists out there. I mean, I don't know how big that will be. And I know one of the, like, um, you know, starting stories you can choose as a nomad and you start outside the um, outside the city. So, yeah, for people that don't know, apparently the people mm. that played it are saying that there's like there's three um, uh, essentially like beginner stories, which are like the initial quest and that sets up your character. And then some of them are inside the city and there's this one outside. And I think that just looks cool. It's, it's kind of um, reminds me a bit of, uh, you know, GTA five, when you go out into the kind of the hillbilly countryside 
obviously that in you know a futurized version of that where mm. you know it's all gone to it looks a bit mad maxi in a way as well yeah yeah, really, yeah mad max that's what i thought when i saw that no, yeah no. yeah i really like that and then and just have the vehicles as well we've seen just the, the um uh the, the camera as it kind of goes into the vehicle from the first uh, the third mm. person from the vehicle is just so cool it just kind of zooms into the back of your head almost as you exit yeah. the car yeah it just looks amazing yeah it does look incredible i i really like how yeah it's a good point actually about the the kind of three they're almost like origin stories aren't they it's like yeah. you know, mm. they've got so they've got nomad which is where you live on the outskirts they've got corpo which is where you're like one of the high-flying corporate i don't know what you are like a spy or something or an age some sort of agent and then the other one is um what's the other one street kid yeah so you're just like a, a it's like a gang them. member isn't it mm. like so you're within the city but you're mm. kind of on the streets you're in a gang so they're very very distinctive styles and 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 you can really see that like in they showed some footage didn't they like random clips of some mm. of those playthroughs but like you know the that for example um like the landing pad where the guy kind of the corpo guy and he comes down in like a private helicopter they land it on this like basketball court and he just like walks into the back door of the club or whatever whereas mm. when you're a nomad he him and you know your character and jackie like roll up to the main entrance of this club down a dingy alleyway mm. and mm -hmm. you know you get it, it's just it's a very very different experience right depending on and i think they even say you have different dialogue options as well yeah, yeah so there's yeah. different dialogue options that unlock depending on who you are so um yeah that just sounds super cool and um the other thing i'm kind of excited about and they haven't kind of gone too much into this but it got brought up in the previews is just about the the level of customization mm. like did you play deus ex yeah i was gonna talk about that to be fair that's yeah. it gives massive deus ex vibes I, and i yeah. loved the uh so it was two wasn't there recently anyway um there was mankind divided and then there was another one mm. um I forget which one I played all the way through and the other one I only played kind of half of. But the one I went through was the one on the last gen systems that came out at the end of the Xbox 360's life cycle. Oh, blind um, out ages ago. Yeah, well, yeah, it feels like it's um, newer than that, doesn't it? But there's one that came out in 2016. I think that was Mankind Divided. Mankind Divided, yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, I really like the cybernetic kind of augmentation style from that, which you could change your gameplay, couldn't you? So I yeah. played some of the game, I was like doing it all stealthy, and then I went and I went to the place and got kitted out with, you know, blades in my arms and then and mm. went full on like ninja commando for the for like the end of the game. Mm. Yeah, it definitely gives me good vibes for that. And and that also helps with my expectations because I remember in that game you could, you know, you could hijack turrets, couldn't you, and lock doors, or you could just blow them open and you could go in all guns blazing and you yeah. could still do talking options. Um it just feels like a really big version of Deus Ex, which is a very good thing. I think. Mm. yeah definitely i really like how everything kind of makes sense within the world as well so like mm. for example you know i can't remember what, what they call them now but you have those almost like sir ripper docs or something isn't it? yeah so they're mm. like the surgeons and they do all the modifications and you know like you you can get modifications for like replacing your eyeballs for example with like you know 
maybe you'll get like binocular vision or x-ray or something like in some games it doesn't really make sense it's like well where did they suddenly get this like yeah. supervision from whereas yeah. in the world it makes total sense and there was actually a scene in one of the other clips they showed where they kind of like actually switch so they plug you into this machine and then they switch the optics in your brain and sync it up like through a chip or something to this new eyeball mm -hmm. and in the first person view like it, it, it cuts out it goes black and then and then the character's view is on this eyeball which this guy's holding and he's kind of waving it around oh, so you're I mean. like look at and then he plugs it into your eye socket and it's just it's just so like realized you know what i mean like it's so thought out and it just all of it makes sense and fits together within the within the wider world yeah and i think this is they also said about like the ammo counters. Normally, obviously, you play a first-person shooter and you're used to seeing usually bottom right-hand corner, aren't you? Like how much ammo you've got. Well, in Cyberpunk, you can only see that if you're you've got the augmentation in your eye or whatever. That uh, enables, is that right? Yeah, right. so that's the way that that, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you said, it we makes sense. That. Yeah, yeah, it, it you know, and for the first time in a first-person shooter, you would have you'd understand. Oh, that's why I see the ammo down there. Yeah. If you don't have that, it's not there. Uh, I just think that's really cool little detail. Yeah. Um, and it'd be interesting as well to, I presume those kind of things you're probably going to get fairly early on because, you know, to, for ease of use. But then whether you could go through the whole game, maybe not even have your health display mm. because you haven't, you haven't bothered getting that augmentation or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very, very cool. And the um, I want a motorbike as well. So you can get motorbikes and cars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and apparently they actually handle quite well as well, which is um, surprising. But You'd almost imagine easy. that, in a game like that, the one thing that's going to slide would be the driving mechanics, wouldn't you? So mm. it's good news that they say that they go, they go well. Yeah. I still don't know how big the map is, though. Do you know? Have you heard anything about um, Souls Boys? They, they, they apparently CD Projekt Red confirmed that it was smaller than The Witcher Three, slightly mm. smaller than The Witcher Three. They said, but it's obviously much denser because mm. obviously in The Witcher you have just a lot of big fields. open fields mm. and land and stuff. Whereas, um, and I know you've got, you know, you've obviously got like the the outer desert area, um, but I think Night City is just so condensed. It, mm -hmm. It's like, this is what they were saying. It's like, you know, whilst it's, you know, geographically speaking in terms of measurements, it might be smaller, that's slightly smaller than The Witcher 3, but like it, it feels a million times bigger just because, there is so much to do and so much to see. And that to me, like totally cool. Cause the Witcher mm -hmm. three was flipping massive oh, yeah. when you think mm -hmm. about it, like, and it almost too massive because this is the other thing as well. Like when you're talking about it, if you're comparing the map on, on like a, um, uh, you know, a, 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 what, what's the word like by scale? like having having it to scale compared to the yeah, yeah. To, to cyberpunk a lot of the witcher is actually broken up by water mm. right and it was almost and for that reason i feel like the witcher is almost a bit too big it adds to the immersion you know having to sail across to a different island but at the same time it's kind of like i don't really like want to be sailing here like yeah. <laughs> i just want to be exploring yeah. some cool stuff yeah. um so yeah, I, I think, I mean, if it's only a bit smaller, I think it's going to be flipping incredible to explore. And again, like I would rather have that density and, and richness mm -hmm. and detail and just be able to get lost in the world than, than just have this massive sprawling map that is like dead. Like look at games like Just Cause, for example, 
mm. or or even like Ghost Recon Wildlands. Like it's beautiful, right? And it's amazing to look at and you see this like sprawling landscape. But when you actually when you're on foot and exploring, like there is nothing to see. It's all just cut and cut and paste trees or fields or whatever or random buildings it's just not fun whereas this is just like i don't know can't can't contain myself (laughs) um did you see the bit about the brain dance mode yeah Uh, not not a massive fan of that have you have you played detroit yet yeah, so I was going again. I was going to link okay. on to that. So I'm I'm mid through Detroit. I've still not finished it, but that was as soon as I saw that, I thought, oh, "This is like, yeah, this is basically what we do in mm-hmm. Detroit." And I know it's part of Cyberpunk's lore to have this brain dance thing. I think yeah, yeah. ingrained in it. Um, so I think it's I think it's cool to see, um, and I think it will certainly add some uh, story to side quests, and I can yeah. understand where it, where it would come from. It, it didn't massively excite me. In Detroit Become Human, I, I like it, but once you've done it, you know, a couple of times, you kind of go, oh, I've got to go through this again, and I fast forward, and then you kind of, or you, you figure out the way to do things quickly almost, don't you, just to whiz through mm. it to get the clues you need. Mm. And I think that, um, and, and Detroit's obviously a very um, very heavy story game, mm. uh, as Cyberpunk will be. So you might end up finding yourself, drawn into the stories and at the same time you might just feel oh i just need to get through this section and maybe not as enjoy as um with the amount of love and care they've clearly put into creating it yeah um, yeah but yeah, i mean it's a, it's, a, it's a very impressive detail that they put in because it's something that you could quite easily you know it's it's going to take a lot of time to put in at the same time it's probably something that they could have done without isn't it so true yeah kudos, yeah. kudos well, to them for still going through it that's the thing isn't it like they are just it's like we were just saying like they are just kind of putting in every single detail possible to to make this world and and i love that they actually i think when they were introducing one of their team members i don't know if it was in this one or in a previous interview with them they actually have a um a law like a, a, a head of law for example as a position yeah, in the yeah. company it's like it, it that just shows and for anybody because i i didn't actually know what the term meant until i heard using it in the witcher and then i googled it but lore is effectively like it's a folklore right it's like mm. the the backstory like what what is this world what's the culture what are the religions what's the history of these towns and stuff so like they actually have a department who creates this world and it's like okay how did this world start what are the political events that have happened over the past thousand years like they, they literally go back over this huge timeline and they're creating just all of these events so it's not like they're just like okay the game takes place here this is what we're gonna do they literally think about all of the past like what's happened Mm. in the world up to this stage and again like to have that level of detail i think that's where you start to to see these little things as you're playing the game where it's just like wow you really can get lost in this and again like the witcher you, you you can kind of go off on these little side quests like oh this is really interesting actually like i want to find out like how this happened and you know mm. you can read books or do side quests and learn the history and whatnot it's, it's just epic what what's the deal with um because they're doing like weekly is it weekly episodes they're doing uh, it's not going to be weekly but they oh, are i think uh... there's going to be a few of them they said it, the next episode will be in a few weeks Okay, I think the term they used. So yeah, and I don't know how many they're planning on doing because I thought this was going to be a one-off event. Um, yeah, 
and then it was obviously only about half an hour long and then they said oh there's gonna be another one which is so yeah but i'm glad they're doing that but how frequent i don't i don't know mm. um the other thing that i was i'm, I'm not confused about but the, the whole next gen thing does at the moment kind of confuse me until the two consoles show their full hand but essentially cyberpunk is being released uh, obviously on pc xbox one and playstation 4 and then the next gen versions aren't due till next year although they are backwards compatible so you'll be able to play them on those consoles you won't get an optimized version but you might still have enhancements naturally through the hardware yeah and and the only thing that's left me for someone who's currently got an xbox he plays pc and he's contemplating getting a ps5 i'm sat there thinking what do i buy it on (laughs) like yeah, I, like I am without a doubt going to be getting it on PC, like and, without a doubt. Yeah, and that's and honestly where I kind of fit because I feel like I'll just be getting like just the one version yeah. almost like from date. Like I don't imagine there's going to be next year. Oh, there's a PC optimized one. I just that just wouldn't make sense yeah. to me. They don't do that. PC do will they? be yeah. PC It'll will be, be the optimized from day one. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like you know when when they made that announcement about next gen and there being a kind of next gen optimized version coming later like i'm that's not a game a game that's so rich in like the world and the detail like i'm not willing to kind of sacrifice the no the, the graphics on that like i want the best experience so i'm going to be getting it on pc for sure on day one i mean d- don't get me wrong like if um cuz there there was that teaser of multiplayer um, yep. I, I don't we don't know obviously any details on how it's going to look like if it turns out the multiplayer mode is actually pretty cool or quite involved I might even buy it on Xbox again at some point in the, you know next year but yeah on on day one PC 100% it's cheaper as well <laughs> you're getting the best version <laughs> it always is cheaper isn't yeah it? yeah so um yeah definitely yeah. PC for me no I think I think you're right with that one like, I think if I, you, depending on what system you've got but obviously dictate where you go but i think if you've got the option for multiple then yeah you probably will go pc i lost you there cow oh i lost you as well how did you i don't know yeah. what happened what what did you say um yeah i just said i think that probably if you've got the uh the privilege of multiple platforms then pc would currently be the smarter one yeah to go for just for that reason that you get the you, you get kind of the top game from day one i just i find the whole next gen thing very confusing with back compatibility and then future optimized versions of it and Mm. and like and i I get i get what they're doing but i just feel like it it might be like a messy transition in an ideal world yeah i'm sure they'd have had it releasing on day one with its xbox series x and ps5 patch wouldn't Mm. but in an ideal world but you know we don't we don't live there because here's here's the thing right if you think like how incredible that game looks like to run that on an Xbox, like an Xbox One S. Mm. Like that, that is going to have to have some serious sacrifices made. So, like you say, even if the you know the Xbox Series X kind of supports higher resolution and stuff from day one, it's still going to have huge um, um, drawbacks that they would have made just to get it running on on the original Xbox. So like, yeah, I, I just, I'm not down with that. Um, I'm also hoping that by then 
the um, shadow, shadow would have launched their new um, ultimate tier thing with the RTX 2080 Ti because yeah. I want to I want to play it with ray tracing. Yeah. I want it in its full glory. So um, yeah, I pre-ordered it. So hopefully, oh, you pre-ordered already. Yeah, they said summer summer 2020 for release, so it should be because they did have some delays, cool. didn't they? But hopefully they mm. won't they won't with that. And you'll yeah, as long as you have it in time for Cyberpunk. Yeah, That'd be the main thing, won't it? I mean, the GTX 1080 will probably still do a decent job, but yeah, I'd like to have the RTX cards. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. What um from from what you've seen so far of Cyberpunk, what play style would you initially be thinking about leaning towards? What what kind of interested you from that? What place? Play style. Oh, play style. Mm. Um, I think I would probably. In terms of the the play style I would take, I'd probably just mix it up. I would just be, and I think that's a nice thing about it is that like you can, you're, you're not like fixed. It's not like you have to say this one thing. You can kind of take different modifications and end up as like a hybrid almost, can't you? Mm-hmm. So I think I would probably be some form of hybrid approach with all sorts of different modifications and i just have to look at the skill trees and see what kind of modifications are available and just you know see what makes sense um i think in terms of the origin story i think i'd probably go with nomad Mm, i yeah that that's where I was leaning towards, just yeah. to get that kind of initial Mad Maxi style, yeah. Like area, in the, I reckon it'd be very really cool if you start in that area and you do a couple of hours, and then you move into the big city. I reckon that'd be quite a cool experience. Mm. Um, it reminded me of a game, but I've forgotten what it was now. <laughs> As is the way. Yeah, Borderlands. Kind of looked a bit Borderlands. Yeah, yeah it's quite a bit like Borderlands, isn't it? Stuff. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I'll probably go, I like the tech stuff where there's a lot of hacking. There's like the video where the guy's like, um, he's doing some weights and then he, they hack the thing and then the weights become heavier or whatever. And it like, oh, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. that was really cool. Um, I, I, same with Deus Ex. I found that if I went too much into the run and gun style, it wasn't as rewarding experience, you know, as most RPGs are, aren't they? They're kind of, they're designed to be deeper than that and mm. fully you know, try and manipulate the world almost using the skills you're yeah, given. And yeah. I find that a lot more fun than just going in and shooting everyone. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I, I do find whenever I play RPGs normally, I tend to lean towards um, combat, like, you know, mm. combat perks as such. Like, you know, The Witcher, for example, my things were like, it was always, um, you know, like hand speed for the swords attack strength i can't remember what the exact things were but like attack strength Mm. strength overall just like really making a beast of a you know Mm. of an offensive player um whereas you can take things you know like somebody that's more of a a mage or a or a healer or someone you know like in cyberpunk's thing i guess it would be like a hacker effectively um i'd probably want some hacking skills but i think i'm just going to make a machine an absolute like destruction <laughs> well no it's going to be a hybrid actually it's definitely going to be a hybrid because i want i want like a kind of agile machine so okay like maybe someone that can kind of like wait in the shadows but just unleash pure destruction on people <laughs> if they try anything 
I'm just thinking of like a ninja, but shaped like yeah, a, like some kind of bodybuilder. That's like <laughs> nah, nah, not but I don't want to be a bodybuilder, but yeah, I want to be a ninja, but like a ninja with flipping machine guns instead of swords. Yeah. And that's the beauty of the game, isn't it? Because that's what it, that's <laughs> what it looks like. That's the kind of stuff you can do, and that I think that's why we're so excited about you know all the different elements coming together. Because it's rare that you get that freedom. You might get a, a particular choice at the beginning, mightn't you, of what class you're playing? But then you'd almost have to replay mm-hmm. the game to do it all. Whereas it'd be quite nice as well if they. Um, I imagine they do, but I don't know for sure whether they're going to have like a respec system where you can kind of go in and have augmentations taken away and then replaced and things. I don't know. Um, I think if they do that, that would be quite cool. Yeah, I'd imagine they would. Mm. Um, one of the other things I quite liked as well is that, and and I get, I think this, they said this ties into the origin story, but they have that like street cred system. Mm-hmm. So not only does your origin story affect it. So for example, if you are a nomad, people within the night city will treat you very differently from if you were a street kid, you know, they might be scared of you because you're part of a gang. Or if you're like, if you're a corpo, then people will, you know, like most people on the streets will, you know, think you're scum or whatever, but they all, they're all kind of scared of you. So there's those different dynamics in the world and how the NPCs actually react to you. But then the other element to it, they said, is like, whereas in most RPGs, like, for example, like your clothing is kind of negligible, like you look different and you might get like certain armor points, which I think you also do on Cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. But they also said there is a street cred thing. So like actually by dressing a certain way, you are going to appeal to certain factions. So it's almost like there's another strategic element. So it's like if you're on a certain mission and you're going into a a nightclub or something or you're speaking to a certain gang you might want to dress a certain way Mm -hmm. yeah so like it's just it's very very deep like there's a lot of layers to it yeah yeah i think is super cool and they've got a sniper rifle that can shoot through walls nice and that i love that shit (laughs) yeah well they showed that in one of the gameplay reveals didn't they where like people I can't remember, like, you were going through a room and then people started, like, shooting through the walls. Do you remember? Yeah, remember. that was, yeah, early on, wasn't it? That was, I think, where... yeah, I think quite a few of the walls might be. I don't know, I don't know what the level of it is, but um, apparently there's, um, one of the missions is, like, a, they have, uh, like, not, they're kind of like mini bosses, I think they are. They're kind of like, you know, the um, fully augmented kind of guys and you can hunt them down and then you get, like, extras from them and one of the extras that the media guys have played is they get this sniper roll that shoots through walls i really like those mechanics because it's kind of like i imagine they're the they're kind of optional mini bosses um and that would be the kind of thing that i go around ticking off my list probably fairly early on going around going yeah because i want that and i want that um and then having the extra challenge of having those mini bosses and mm. um did you um did you watch a film called elita battle angel by the way yes it did I got a lot of like similarities between these two there from that kind of futuristic world with the augmentations because they got yeah 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 there's a lot of cool stuff in that and then you know like the ripper docs that they've got here that do these illegal augmentations Mm -hmm. um, in Alita isn't there there's like the the doctor guy who puts augments in people yeah yeah yeah. I watched it the other week and I was getting mega cyberpunky cyberpunky vibes yeah yeah that's a good point actually I'm just so excited for it I'm just so so excited. Right. Anyway, I think we will uh, we'll wrap it up there for today. Unless you've got any 
Anything else you wanted to mention on that topic? We could probably talk for hours about it, but we're not going to. So I want to. Uh, yeah, we could. We could. We could. But but, um, we'll, um, we'll definitely do another one. We might even do a live stream. Maybe we should try and do a live stream during the next, um, the next Night City Wire. Yeah, we could potentially yeah. do some of that. And that's yeah. the cool thing is because they're going to kind of drip feed that as that information as well. We can we're going to have a lot to talk about in the in the next like what, five months until to release. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. So and and there will be an even like the Xbox um, thing that's coming mm. up in July. So yeah, guys, keep your eyes and ears peeled for um, any announcements. We'll, we we want to try and do like as many kind of like live stream covers and stuff as possible um so yeah with things like the you know the xbox conference and the night city wire we'll be doing that and then we'll probably talk about it in future podcast episodes anyway um but interested to hear um all of your thoughts lovely listeners um on cyberpunk are you going to be picking it up you're not going to be picking it up what things are, are you most excited about um what are you most excited about on it cal what's, what's the number one thing like if you could pick one thing that you're just like really looking forward to about the game what would it be it's just choice it's just being given choice yeah. to do stuff like rpgs that's what they're about right they're about giving choice yeah, yeah. when you look at skyrim mass effect and that kind of thing um and i just feel like for the first time probably since skyrim and probably do it hopefully potentially better than that we are going to have more choice in kind of everything we do more outcomes so more replayability you know, my game and your game could be two entirely separate. You know, if we got together and compared notes, everything plays out differently. Mm. Just having that level of control over a game and not being funneled down that linear path. And also having something that's going to, I know in a previous episode, we discussed the size of games sometimes get feels a, a little bit too big. For me, I kind of feel this Christmas, I'll just get Cyberpunk. I'm not too bothered about other games now. And if that takes me two months to get through, then that's I'm, mm. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Um, as daunting as it may be at first, I'm I'm all in. So yeah, 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 yeah definitely. What about you? Yeah, for me, it's just it's just the world. I think more than anything, it's just being able to just get lost in this world and just explore it. Because again, like coming back to the thing of like worlds being too big, similar to what I was saying about The Witcher, but also things like you know when you look at like Destiny, for example, that Matt was talking about when we had him on. Mm. Um, they're just not very exciting worlds like they're kind of cool they look nice visually but there's just not really much to it and and just knowing how cd project red are, are with their their lore and you know everything that goes into the games i'm just really interested in diving into the world of of cyberpunk and just exploring it and just mm. learning about it like it sounds kind of weird but like that that's actually what i'm most excited about it just looks fascinating it looks amazing i can't mm -hmm. wait to get stuck in um nice. so yeah anyway guys let us know your thoughts let us know what you're most looking forward to from cyberpunk um, and as always if you are enjoying these episodes please consider leaving us a review on apple podcast because it helps us reach more people and grow the podcast all right bye-bye everybody see you next week bye-bye <laughs>